What's up, guys? Welcome to episode five. Uh, we have a special guest joined with us today. Uh, but if you're watching, don't judge my beard. My electricity was out this morning and I couldn't wash it or dry it. Uh, it's a tad secret. Uh, I blow dry my beard so it doesn't look so curly. If you're watching, I'm sorry. So that gives you an excuse just to listen, not to uh, watch the video. Uh, you can find us on all platforms, YouTube, YouTube. Uh, that's the last one we want you to watch. But uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Cloud, uh, what is it? Spot, uh, SoundCloud. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy? I think, that's, I think that's it. I think you yeah. named them all. Well, I didn't have them written down, so I just kind of <laughs> winged it. So There we go. Well, today uh, we have a special guest on today, and uh, he is uh, his, a longtime friend. I've known Dwayne at least for 20 years uh, and been able to, to hang out with him, work with him in various uh, ways in the past 20 years. His name is Dwayne Neesmith. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Dwayne is, uh, he's married, married to Mary, and he's got a daughter and he's got two, two grandchildren. Uh, he has over 35 years of youth ministry experience and currently serves as the associate pastor and education, excuse me, as pastor of education and administration at First Baptist Church in Frankston, Texas, out in East Texas. And coincidentally, we've had somebody from North Texas, South Texas, and now we're over in East Texas. And, and so next we're just week, next week, we're going to have Keith, hopefully, and he's so west that he's in new mexico so <laughs> look at this we made a little nice little diamond shape so now we got to find someone in the central well, i guess i'm in central texas i guess oh. we're both in central texas so i guess i guess we we're, knocked it out we're, we're trying to cover trying to cover the, all the all the big all coverage. the bases yeah no no discrimination so no no uh Dwayne, Dwayne's the kind of guy that uh when i was a young man i got to go out to his church and i was up in his ceiling looking at some speakers and I stepped on a roll of carpet, you know, because every good church puts their carpet that's left over in the ceiling, right? In, yeah. in the attic, stepped on the carpet, fell through the ceiling, right? And and I'm, ah, and <laughs> come downstairs and he's just like, don't worry, we'll take care of it. No one will even know Sunday morning. That's the kind of guy Dwayne is. So Dwayne, say hello. Uh, tell us something that I, I missed about you. And then we'll ask you some questions. Well, thanks for having me, Jeremy and Jacob. It's good to be with you. Uh, looking yeah. forward to a great time together and uh, sharing about a passion that we all have in common. That's youth ministry and uh, look forward to it. Uh, spent a lot of time at camps and super summer over the years. And so I uh, have met a lot of folks out there, uh, including you two guys at Highland Lakes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, I had mentioned already that you had spent, 35 years in the youth ministry. I that's read 35 it. years of youth ministry, not just like, you know, bouncing back and forth. Right. That's right. 35 years in youth ministry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two, two churches. Uh, after seminary. Well, three where three. I'm at now, including where I'm at now. So mm -hmm. was it my first church for about three years. And then I was at beat eyes for about 18 and been here at Frankston for 13. So. Wow. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, I read a statistic yesterday and last year over, I don't know how they get these numbers, but over 29% of pastors thought about quitting last year. 
Um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Uh, longevity in the ministry, you know, being in it for the long haul, uh, serving God uh, and, and you know, doing what he's called you to do. And uh, how in the world do you do that, Dwayne? Well, the balance is a key thing, I think, as far as uh, being able to stay long term. One, you got to you got to take care of your own spiritual condition uh, with your own daily quiet time, your own uh, prayer time spending time with God and, and having clear direction for your own personal life, your family life, and your ministry, um, keeping balance with your family, making sure that they're a priority and, and important and they, you give them the time they need. Uh, it's not doing too much honor to God to give all your attention to your church family and ignore your own personal family. And I think probably if we're honest, we've all struggled with that balance uh, and we're better at it sometimes than others. And, uh, maybe there's the makeup time and uh, you try to make it up, make up what you need to make up in whichever area. But uh, usually the family is what suffers. So I encourage you don't, don't make your family suffer for your own ministry Yeah, uh, and, and realize they're going to be hard days. Uh, everybody has realized that in the last year with the pandemic going on, that those are hard days of ministry, but there's going to be days when people give you a hard time. And it may be your pastor. It may be somebody in your <laughs> church, maybe a member, maybe one of your students oh. who kind of leads a revolt against you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so you got to be ready for hard days. This, you know, God didn't promise the Rose Garden. If he did, he, he reminded us that rose bushes have thorns. <laughs> and so Man, we have to be prepared for all of it. That's really Just know that you're going to stick it out. It's not just something that, well, it got hard. So I'm going to go sell cars. Uh, they're going to be hard days. You got to be ready for them and uh, prepared to say, I'm here for the long term. You know, yeah, that's that's really good. That's really one, good. One story I had was a mother in my youth group uh, told me, she told me just after I got to the church, you won't be here till my child graduates. And I looked at her and I said, Well, I hope I am. I actually saw her grandchildren graduate. Wow. So <laughs> what That's I'm saying awesome. is don't think they're not going to be hard days, but be prepared to stay where God plants you and not run when it gets tough. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. It, it, I think in those moments, um, like in that, like those crunch time, those, those times where you feel like you should run, um, you just kind of default to what you just said, or is there something more specific that, that we can lean into that, that would help, uh, you know, maybe, refocus us or uh yeah never be afraid to examine where god's calling you to i mean god may be saying hey you know what it's time for you to move there's a you know your ministry here's done you've done all you can do and completed what i've called you here to do and maybe it is time to move but i think too many times that people in ministry cut and run before god's through with them somewhere because it's got tough they want to go live on the honeymoon experience every two, two, three years. Uh -huh. and, and we all know you kind of get that grace period of honeymoon for a couple of three years at a church, if you're fortunate. And yeah. that's what a lot of guys do. They live out their honeymoon time and then they go to the next church for their honeymoon time there. And it's like, that's when ministry gets tough when you get into the trenches and people know you and you know, people. Yeah. Uh, and you have to say, I'm here for the long haul and make that decision. Uh, and not cut and run, like I said, just because it got hard. But yeah, if God's yeah. really moving you, 
there's steps for that too. And there's a time to go. There really is a time to go and time to move on. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I read statistically speaking, youth ministry, youth ministers uh, last what, 12 to 18 months. Is, is that correct? There are different numbers depending on who you hear from. Uh, you know, one of my heroes in, in youth ministry, Richard Ross, you know, that was his early numbers. And, but uh, as of late, I've heard, you know, usually now it's more three to five years. If, if, if what I've heard is great, you know, you can hear numbers from anywhere. It, it sure, just, sure. And dealing with numbers, your numbers are the only ones that matter where you're at, what you're doing, what God's called you to, how long God calls you to stay there. If God calls you someplace for a year. Okay. Yeah. If God calls you to stay a decade, stay a decade. Yeah whatever that is for you and God's calling at that place uh, is what the most important calling is. I, I do think, like I said, a lot of guys just try to cut and run too quick because it got a little hard. Yeah. Somebody hurt their feelings. <laughs> and, and yes, I'm a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy. So uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, and in, what are the advantages of, of being at that? Like you said, you've been, there in Frankston for 13 years, like, you know, why, I mean, why would you want to be there so long? Just from a, you know, like a, yeah, just what, what do you, you know, what do you see? Like, what are the advantages? What do you see is like, and how do you see God moving in that time period? I guess. I guess, well, so I preface it with the fact that I, I, peak out kind of high on loyalty mm-hmm. in my personality traits. And when people see loyalty to their church, they're loyal to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I can go back and tell personal stories of, of some very difficult times in my life, even here. And this church stood beside me and supported me, encouraged me. And, and that makes me want to stay and give back all the more. I think it's a two-way street. Churches, you're called there to minister, but they're also called to minister to you. And if they stick beside you, you you have found a church home that loves you and cares about you, and you show them that they love and care about you. Matter of fact, when I came here to Frankston, that was one of the questions in my opening interview. If our church loves you, will you love us back? And I, when I went they asked it, I thought that is such a strange question. <laughs> But it's true. That is really good. Yeah. It's a two-way street. You love me. I love you. And let's stick together and let's work together and let's reach people for Christ together and and love our community and reach our community together. I think that the long-term people have a better relationship with their people. They know where the septic tank is, so to speak. And they know where to step and where not to step. <laughs> yeah. And, and you yeah. learn quirks, but you know where Mrs. Johnson sits on Sunday morning and you know not to get in her pew. <laughs> and you kind of learn their family trees and you learn, you know, we all have limbs we might like to cut off. <laughs> but right. learning your people and knowing your people helps you to minister to them. If you don't know your people, and it takes more than two or three years to get to know your people, really get to know them. Mm-hmm then it helps you know how to minister to them. Uh, as I, you know, I've, I've transitioned from my being the youth minister here to being the associate pastor here. And I went from taking care of the youth to more of the responsibility of taking care of our senior adults. It was an easy transition because I already knew them 
and I already love them yeah. and I care about them and mm-hmm. I know their families. And, you know, I know this lady's daughter and son go here and this, you know, I, I know their history with, with being here. So it made an easy transition. Uh, not everybody transitions from youth to senior ministry, senior adult ministry, but hey, it works. Uh, they're a lot alike, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I I would not disagree. I would not disagree. Uh, that's that's. I mean, I think everything that you said is is so imperative to the youth ministry. You know, and and I think about uh, you know the investment. You know, committing to what God has called you to do, and just investing uh, your life, your family in that that place that He's called you to serve. I just I just love that, Dwayne. The way you put it, that was good. And, and so part of that transition, uh, did you feel like, uh, uh, you know, did you feel, I mean, you said it was easy. Did you feel like God specifically said, hey, 35 years, that's good? I mean, I would be lying if I said it wasn't hard in some ways. I mean, youth ministry had been my passion and love for 35 years, and you don't just walk away from it. And I still keep my toes in a few places, super summer and some things like that. And where, where I'm needed trying to tend to the youth here, you know, with just helping is wherever they need it. But, uh, and I think that's another important aspect for youth ministry is realizing, yes, you're the youth minister, you're the youth pastor, you're the youth director, whatever your church calls you don't get hung up on the title, do your job, meet the needs of your people, but meet the needs of all your people, just because they're not a youth or don't have a youth. Don't don't miss the opportunity to get to know that family because one they may be your next best youth sponsor, youth worker, youth oh youth, youth minister. But if you stay long enough, they may be your future ministry territory. And uh, mm-hmm. I think too many times we get hung up on a job description. So well, that's not my job. Well, if that's your attitude, maybe you need to check your calling to ministry mm-hmm. because most of us are the second or maybe third staff member at a medium to small size church and you can never afford to have the attitude that's not my job yesterday i was vacuuming floors moving chairs and resetting the church from easter is that my job not necessarily but it needed to be done so we did it yeah i mean it's just a matter of doing what needs to be done and meeting the needs of your entire church uh so Yes, your youth pastors, and that's your passion, that's your calling. But you might have to go to preteen camp. Well, wow, what am I doing there? Well, you're building relationships with those future youth if you're going to stay. That's right. So the, the a quick question I have is, and it kind of involves this one, how do you know that it's God calling you, like like you talked about, the, the honeymoon period? How do you know that God's calling you elsewhere and not your – giving up on the uh, honeymoon phase is over or even with when you transition to the associate pastor or whatever. Uh, how did you know that was God calling you and not just like a, a, a inner thing? Like, Hey, I, I'm kind of done with this time to move on. I think God can give you that direction. And it's more of an inner peace thing. It's, it's very subjective. I'm not going to say there's any 10 steps to finding this answer out. And that's what makes it difficult to know whether it's time to go, time to stay, time to move on in ministry. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I have a loyalty issue, I guess, probably. <laughs> and, and I didn't really want to leave youth ministry, but as I began to pray and look at it and 
talk with my pastor and some friends, you know, it just began to make sense that that would be a good transition for me here. And, and like I said, I wholeheartedly love all of my senior adults and I'm passionately trying to work and minister with them now, just like I ever did with the youth. And, and we have a great time. If, if we can ever fully get back together after COVID, uh, you know, of course now most of my senior super senior saints are, are all vaccinated. So we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to start having meetings again soon and, and getting back to the fun stuff of, of doing ministry together. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's not, like I said, it's not to me, I don't think there's three or four boxes you can check. I think it's very personal. It's a, it's, it's part of that relationship with God that you've got to maintain of, of keeping that relationship open with him to seek his will for your life and your ministry. If you're married, sometimes it's listening to your wife or your husband, as the case may be. Uh, I mean, your spouse, sometimes, sometimes my spouse I know has a better radar on some things than I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she could always tell me that little girl's got a crush on you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Women and your wives. And I'm talking to two guys. So I'm going to speak in that generic term here. But your, your wives have some pretty perception, pretty good perceptions about your ministry and what's going on. And uh, listening to your spouse. Uh, it's a good idea. It's always a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been married for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> It's 1991. You do the math. 1991. That's 29 years. 29, yeah. We're headed to 30 years. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's awesome stuff. She's taught me a lot in 30 years. (laughs) Oh, she is is too sweet. I've had the pleasure of visiting with Miss Mary for several times, and she is just too sweet, so. Um, and, and I mean, you know, this is kind of a silly random question. I guess you just play different games. You don't blend up happy meals and, and, and give those to the seniors. You just kind of play bridge and, and, and <laughs> poker and stuff like that. Now, instead you learn dominoes, brother, <laughs> you, learn dominoes. you better learn to play 42. If you're going to hang with, <laughs> did you, uh, did we, you have we, to learn we, how to quilt? Uh, we do have some quilters. I, I'm not. I'm not a quilter. I love to, I love quilts, love watching yeah. them. I encourage them to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, our, our first thing is going to be a picnic on the patio here at the end of April and we're going to have hamburgers. So, and I'm not blending yeah. them up. So <laughs> could you imagine their face? You and just start tossing them in like, all right, we're going to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my you, goodness. You can transfer some of the games, just not all of them. <laughs> Any baby food type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Jacob, did you have a follow up to that, or I have a question, and I don't want you to take offense to this. Uh, obviously, you're not a young chicken anymore. Uh, how did you keep? Obviously, as I get older, I'm 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 wearing out, and I'm 30 years old. And I'm tired still from D now. And uh, <laughs> that was a month ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a mo- yeah, almost a month. Actually, exactly a month from today. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you keep the energy to, to to do it for 35 years? You fill your waterbed with geritol. <laughs> <laughs> just stay passionate, brother. You just yeah. stay passionate, and, and you take the time to rest that you need. You know. God created the world in six days and he took a, he took a vacation day on the seventh. Yeah. Uh, don't not take your vacations. Don't not take your days off. Uh, take those times to rest when you need them. Mm. Uh, 
I always had a habit of, of going to conclave and always went the day before just mm-hmm. to shut down and rest. Mm-hmm. Met, met with a good friend named Brian Hall mm-hmm. and we would go to dinner the night before conclave mm-hmm. and enjoy those times and, and just rested and kicked back and laughed and, and, and went to bed early that night, like old folks do. And, <laughs> <clears throat> but, but make sure you take some time to retreat, retreat and rest. Most mm-hmm. any of the camps will give you a night or two at their facilities for free. If you're a minister on staff, mm-hmm. uh, some, you know, you can, a lot, most of them will let you bring your family. If you can, if you have that ability to bring family or just you yourself, get away and retreat and refresh yourself. Um, you know, there's, there's no harm in taking the day off after a D now weekend. Uh, some of us never got, so a lot of times we don't get that luxury. I admit yeah. that's a luxury. Yeah. But you know, if you have a good enough relationship with your, your pastor and say, look, I've had a long weekend. I just need to rest tomorrow. Mm. And so I'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, and most of the time pastors understand that and, and we'll work with you, uh, but take the time you need to rest, but don't be afraid to work hard either. I mean, there is a certain amount of work ethic that a lot of people, Oh, you're a ministry. You golf every afternoon and you sleep in and you know, you know, don't, you know, it's kind of like the policeman at the donut shops analogy they're always at the donut shop well there's a lot of youth ministry analogies out there don't be afraid of some good old-fashioned hard work and and you're going to do it if you're doing your ministry but don't be afraid of it either and and run away from it and neglect what you need to get done nobody ever got fired for loving their youth but they got fired for not doing their administrative duties back at the office wow yeah that's good that's real good so, so, so the phrase, uh, I'll sleep when I, um, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Is, that's not a valid, that's not a valid phrase. Well, the Bible refers to being asleep most of the time when it talks about dying and that uh, you will die early if you just keep running. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. just, just take, take, take the time to rest though, when you need it, but, yeah. but don't be afraid of the work either. You're going to put the work in on D now weekend. Don't worry. Oh Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially this year was difficult because we yeah. did ours we did ours in person oh uh, yeah we did it in person but we kept everything on campus so it was mm-hmm. you don't think about it uh, how much it takes to entertain you know 15 20 students for when they're they can't leave a place yeah so. that that reminds me of something else you know as far as working hard don't be afraid to delegate and when you delegate give it to a trusted volunteer and let them do it. They may not do it as well as you. They may not do it like you think you want it done, but give it to them and let them do it. Let them be responsible. Like recreation at D now Mm -hmm. you might need to be in charge of, but, but meals let find you a church hostess that loves to cook and do the meal. And don't worry about let her, let them, let him or her plan those meals and run those meals and buy the supplies and let them, Take that load off yourself. Delegate where you can. You may need to be the spiritual leader that weekend, but you don't need to be the one who's getting up early and going to get the donuts. Yeah. Somebody else can make the 5 a.m. Krispy Kreme run. There you go. (laughs) Yes, sir. So, Well, uh, 
Can you maybe share one of your wildest and craziest stories, you know, without divulging uh, and or uh, holding anybody accountable or illegal or they might get arrested stories from youth ministry? I'm going to take the fifth on that, I think. (laughs) 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 To protect the guilty, I mean, the innocent. (laughs) There are a lot of stories, as you can imagine, over the years, just funny, crazy things that happened with with other youth ministers and, and camping experiences of children not on their meds and having to <laughs> try to control an out of control child or having a mad parent in your face yeah. threatening yeah. to kick your hiney. <clears throat> and because uh, you you got onto their child and their child was misbehaved, but yeah, so there's all sorts of stories out there to tell. <laughs> Her child is a saint, though. Yes, they are. Until they're not. <laughs> so the third night of summer camp, you're just like, mm. no yeah, wonder going back and finding the extra drugs that after a raid's already been made on the room and that sort of stuff. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I could imagine what kind of stories. Thirty-five years. That's yeah. There's there's a bonanza of stories, and like I said, to protect the guilty and the innocent combined. We'll <laughs> I bet there's enough to write a book. Yeah, if I'd have started it, but there again, I'd have to change the name. Change, change the, name. the names. Change locations. <laughs> change locations. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's there funny. Go. There you go. Well, uh, we like to also, one of our, our questions is, uh, have you intentionally looked up a song, listened to a song uh, this past week or this, you know, you know, for you, you know, this last month, whatever. Uh, and, and, and what was it? And, you know, what did it mean to you? Well, it, it actually can tie back into funny stories, and and uh, <laughs> we were preparing for our Monday Thursday service and our Easter service at the same time, and the pastor sent in a request to do the song "Rolling Stones" by Lauren Daigle, and to end the service with it as people left, and. I was told that it was supposed to be at the end of Monday, Thursday, where it very specifically said, you leave, we want everybody to leave in a quiet, reverent spirit. Mm. Well, if you know the song, it's a jamming song. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a quiet, reverent song. (laughs) It was actually intended for the Easter Sunday morning service. Oh, and I happened to have to be the one running the audio video equipment for the Monday Thursday service. Mm-hmm. And so I hit the button and the <laughs> song cranks in and the pastor's in the front of the sanctuary and I'm in the back with the AV stuff. And he immediately stopped the song. <laughs> <laughs> so we killed the song and find out that I was actually right. It was supposed to be an upbeat song for the end of the Easter service, not the Monday Thursday service. <laughs> But I did go listen to the song, and, and you know, it kind of ties into the fact that, you know, Jesus needed, Jesus allowed the angels to roll the stone away. Amen. He didn't have to have them to do it. He could have just kind of waved his hand and it happened. Mm. And it reminded me, God still allows us to roll the stones away so people can see Jesus. Yeah. And that may not even be what the theme of the song was. It was the message I took away from it. It's just Jesus lets me have that privilege of rolling stones away. So students and seniors and people of all ages Mm -hmm. can see Jesus and see that he's out of the empty tomb. 
and he's yeah. he's he's alive and he's with us again. And uh, so there's my song for the week with the funny story to go with it. I think <laughs> that at the end of your Monday I mean, that worked. That I worked think that perfect. that worked. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, well, Dwayne, uh, pleasure having you on, and thank you so much for joining us and, and passing on. Just, I mean, there was at least thirty uh, wisdom nuggets in there. I mean, just. Oh, yeah. If you're to listen to the show, you know, show five is is uh, is going to be super awesome. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, and and uh, as, as Jacob and I continue on, on our Youth Pastors or Pastors 2 journey, you know, we want to encourage you, whether you're a student pastor, youth pastor, children's uh, volunteer or or a pastor, a good old senior pastor, and you tune in, uh, we want to encourage you. Uh, that is our goal. Our goal is to, to share Jesus and encourage you to share Jesus and to, to lift you up. If, you, if you're, you're in a rut and you need to yell at somebody, uh, email us, call us. Don't yell at your senior pastor. Yell at us. Yeah, uh, we'd we'd rather you uh, do that instead of instead Losing of get fired. Yeah. Get fired. <laughs> um, but uh, as Jacob said, you, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. I feel like there's another place, but I guess there's not, huh? YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not really promoting that, but. Uh, it's uh, it's available if you want to see our pretty faces uh, every week. Uh, besides my beard today, it's transformer blue on the down the street. <laughs> not a good morning. So, well, Dwayne, uh, any final thought? Any any last word? Keep pressing on, brother. Keep pressing on. Don't give up. In well doing, because in the end, we win. Amen. That's good, Jacob. Uh. I mean, I, I keep saying this every week, but I think this one might be the, the best episode we had. Uh, of course, I keep saying that every, after every episode we do. But yeah, I mean, I, I, we appreciate you coming and uh, uh, 35 years of wisdom and uh, Sid Brian Hall a message. We would like to have him on. He's he's a legend. And of, of he's song, my hero. So. He's my he's hero. My hero. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know how he, I don't know how he does what he does with. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that goes nonstop and yes, uh, I, I meet with, I used to meet with him like every couple of months and, and, uh, so send him a message, try to get him on here. Uh, we'll come up with a topic for Brian. He ha- he knows it all. He does it all. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And oh. still in the main of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, he stays awake. Like, like we did, I went to his mania marathon in 2015 and uh, Jacob went with me and about 3 a.m. I just laid my head on the picnic table and I fell asleep. And, and Brian Hall's still out there like dancing and stuff. I, like, I couldn't go no more. Brian's still going, just going. And yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, you want to do this again next week? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. <laughs>